Thanks for tuning in to Make This Happen, where we discuss an idea we've been dying to see come alive. Every week, my friend Alexander Gonzalez and myself, J.E., will bring you a product you never knew you needed. And with us today, very special guest. He's been on our other show, We Are Not Game Devs, before. The awesome Nick Blaine, a.k.a. Shotgun McPain. How you doing? I'm doing pretty well. How about yourself, Jay? Ooh, I forgot to switch the audio. Let's switch that now. <laughs> and I'm doing fine. Thank you so much for asking, man. Uh, do you want to give the uh, listeners here a little blurb in case they don't know who you are? Yeah, my name is Nicholas Blaine. You can find me on the Twitter spheres, Twitter spheres, Twitter spheres, of course, <laughs> on uh, AK, uh, AK, uh, at Shotgun McPain. Uh, everywhere basically um, you'll be seeing me edit some videos I'm doing some freelance editing now since I am formerly of Dual Shockers uh, and I have been editing for a YouTube YouTube channel called youtube.com slash mcfixer and youtube.com slash more mcfixer as well as doing some stuff over on my own channel youtube.com slash shotgun McPain yeah man yeah, I saw well- you on that video from MC Fixer, I think when he was shooting the zombies, pretty funny. Funny oh, stuff. I, I loved I, that video. Was such a fun time to edit, <laughs> um, as well as I uh, just want to put it out there. If anybody's looking for some freelance uh, video editing, I'm I'm your guy. You go ahead and hit me up. I uh, my email is nblaineedits, uh, B L A I N. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, no, most definitely. That's why uh, they do that pitch. <laughs> no, Nick is an awesome dude. We love having him on the show and talk to him. So I'm glad that you had the time to uh, do this Star Wars fanfic with me. Uh, I, I would love this to be a reality. But, you know, the chances of me randomly pitching into the verse and Disney picking it up. That's called manifestation and it's powerful <laughs> if you ask people. All right. Right. They, they yes. think that what you're doing right now is actually the first step into getting this made. This so, will happen. Make this happen. The name of the show. Um, Oprah would be proud. <laughs> I've bounced around in my head how I wanted to do this in the most organized way, because obviously as I talk and give ideas, we're probably going to want to jump in because I think Personally, this is a great idea. Uh, but let's start off. This is how I decided to do it. I wrote up the crawl, uh, a prototype crawl. I'm going to read you the entirety of the crawl. Afterwards, we'll see where this goes. I also have a general idea of a plot, um, but we'll see where it goes after the crawl. You guys could ask me questions, all that stuff. So as you know, when you watch Star Wars, the first thing that rises up on the screen a long, long time ago, or a long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. Dot, dot, dot. Next, the Star Wars logo comes up, right? The normal Star Wars logo you would expect. And then instead of that, what you're going to hear are some uh, a crescendo of the wind pipe, right? And then as it crescendos, the Star Wars logo gets bigger on the screen. And then you're going to hear a lightning flash. It's going to hit the logo. Lightning goes through it, and then it's going to have a... Similar Star Wars logo, but a little bit different where there's lightning kind of like moving around the uh, the logo. And then that's when the fanfare starts. But this fanfare is going to be unique. I want it to have more kind of like string instruments with some windpipe instruments, but still feel like Star Wars. I don't know how that's going to happen, but there's talented musicians John out Williams. there. Someone mm-hmm. could think about how doing it. So I'll figure it out. 
this is how it starts. All the names can be changed, whatever. I wrote this up yesterday. I put a lot, I, not a lot. I put some work into it, but I won't be hurt if you guys want to change all of it. So here you go. Star Wars, Arc 3, Part 1, Uprising. The Imperial Monarch is at its zenith. Queen Himiku has successfully brought unity between the warring planet states under the royal forces. Decades of conquest and destruction have begun to quell, and peace seems to be near at hand. Meanwhile, rumors from the inner rings have spread wide, warning the last remaining clans to be wary of the coming uniter. For where there is now peace, something sinister lurks in the shadows. Ooh. There's the fanfare, or the crawl. Uh, yeah. First things first, Queen Himiku, uh, if, and we talked a little bit before the show, I, I am definitely making this a Japanese-inspired part of the Star Wars universe. This is in a different galaxy. None of these people have ever heard of the Skywalkers. None of these people have heard of anything that happened. No, they don't even know of the Imperial, uh, the Empire, or like any of that. Like this is so far away, completely so, new area. I'm already Can I just this. go off the cuff? Like, what, what are we doing for directors here? You want it to be like a Japanese Ooh. Star Wars. And Ooh. then can I make it rated R and just put... Um, I mean, Disney's uh, not going to make Quentin it rated Tarantino. R. Quentin <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome, but he wants to do Star Trek. Um... What about? Let me throw out. Maybe, Bong Joon Ho. Okay. Parasite, Snowpiercer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I depend depending on what this wants to be. I suppose there's uh, are other people as well that we could. That would make bring me really in. excited if I heard like yeah. if you guys like if, like let's test it. If you hear that announcement out there and you're like, who's directing it? Wait, what the fuck? Hold on, what's it gonna be then? Yeah. You know, like you'll start right. questioning. It'll it'll definitely generate intrigue. And it doesn't have to be super Japanese. It, it could just be generally Asian inspired, yeah. but heavily Japanese. I do want, let's just go full into like the inner workings of my mind. Um, I do want the Jedi, quote unquote, it could be named mm-hmm. whatever in this. They don't have to be called Jedi. In Force, I called Chika, but that's a really weird name and not very catchy. So it could be something mm-hmm. else. Um, even if it could just be an Asianified word like Forsu, but that just sounds too cutesy in anime. Right. Uh, but whatever it would be called, like there's going to be different <laughs> words for all this stuff. But I, I see the Jedi clan kind of being like the the Ronin or like the samurai, and then they are all united under different shogunates. And that, but this story is of one person who is banding all the last remaining ronin or samurai under one big clan to fight the royal forces is the idea of the show um let me get into some characters what my vision of this story is is the main character follows the prince i don't have a name for him yet but he's the prince of the queen and the queen is training him in the arts of war and she sends him out to i have the name for it sends him out to the 
Outer Rings. Uh, very s- similar name to Outer Rim, but I couldn't think of anything mm-hmm. more creative. That's the fair. Outer Rings. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the honesty and transparency. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, and I want this planet to look very like, you, you know those water paintings you see in like Asian restaurants where it's like the mountains with the fog and like you would oh, think yeah, that yeah. there's like a temple mm-hmm. out there. That's what this planet's going to look like. And he finds the leader of this clan and that's the shogun of this planet right and they're called planet states here um and eventually this person converts him and trains him and then he becomes the one to unite all the clans another difference in this side of the universe the queen teaches the prince don't use your emotions don't let your personal influence affect your decisions in battle you have to be uh clear-minded and also non um you don't choose any sides you just go with your instinct which to most people might sound a little jedi teaching way right uh whereas when he finally meets this guy who uh is at the planet state he teaches him no you use your emotions and then you focus it in one direction but don't let it sway your decision. You just use your emotions as a way to channel where uh, naturally things will want to take you, which mm-hmm. sounds kind of Sith-like, but a little bit different. The kind re- of the balance, the gray. Yeah, and where I'm going with this. So this whole time, I think the the Star Wars viewer, you'll, you won't even see this guy until later, the, the Shogun. Um, you're just mm-hmm. gonna see the queen and him kind of interact and i i want to kind of phrase it where the queen seems like he's teaching him how to be a jedi but when the prince comes back and fails his mission i do want when he tells her he failed or whatever and he's kind of understands where the shogun's coming from i want her to take out her hilt and it's gonna look like a katana hilt and then when she fucking ignites that it's a thin sliver red blade that slowly comes out of the hilt and it's going to look like a katana. And then I believe maybe the Shogun's there. And then when they start to battle, he sh- reaches out his hands, yellow lightning flies through his fingers Ooh. and will like stop her from the attack. So the main idea where it's the twist is the Jedi in this side of the galaxy use their emotions and are able to shoot lightning kind of like the Sith, but use it in a different way. Whereas the, uh, whatever the bad guys are gonna be called in this, um, do not. I got you. What do you think I here? You. Is this too crazy? I think it's, I don't think it's too crazy. It just sounds like um, it's in like a different side of the galaxy. Yeah. Where, yeah. Um, you know, it, it just like where the good guys happen to use the dark side of the force, which I guess they just call the dark side because evil people use it. But right. you can mm-hmm. explain away everything like that, where it's like where you can say because you can control it, you can exist in chaos, which is fine because the world's ever changing, which is just what the force is. So you can explain it like that and you can say like instead of um, mind tricks or choking or anything like that, you can just say that they can just manipulate life force better. Yeah. Kind of like a non-evil ways. Uh, kind of like a, a, a like a, a in a in a very much like the lightning in uh, the last Airbender. 
mm. where it's kind of more of a you know like it's it's a part of you and then you release it as an emotion you know like yeah. going forth from that um and obviously my, you could use it like azula or you could use it like iroh a hundred percent yeah sorry continue. my thing no i would say my thing is uh that like is there an on, omnipotent presence like is there a is there an overall being that started this sect like how did this sect of the force get get started i guess right i think uh so in the crawl i put this as arc three um mm -hmm. and so my theory is before the great uniter queen himiku um she she is the Palpatine in the situation. It's not a very... Mm -hmm. uh, it's pretty clear that that was the connection I was making. So she is actually mm -hmm. kind of like, for a lack of a word, the Sith Lord in this situation. And mm -hmm. the idea is she's called Queen, but who gave her the title of Queen? Why is she given the right to conquer the rest of this galaxy, right? Yeah. Um, and so she's just kind of put herself in that place. And so all these other clans in independently worked. And I think like in Star Wars, there are other races that are force sensitive. I think there are planet states that are force sensitive and they have their own ninja or samurai clans that use the force in their own way. And these are the Jedi, quote unquote, in this part of the galaxy. But by the time the queen took over in arc two or arc three, like real history, the Shogun have been dismembered, like disbanded, Ronin are scattered about, most of them become drunks, most of them are killed, and most of them become like mercenaries or bounty hunters or outlaws or whatever. Um, and it's the same idea where she's getting rid of all the Jedi sex, uh, Jedi mm -hmm. sex, quote unquote, while also conquering their planets. And so that is the main evil force at work here is she's going around and forcing them all under her own rule but mm -hmm. just because maybe she has better technology or something over these people and they're just because all these planet states um kind of were warring with each other over like small arguments and like maybe like there's some like a mandalorian kind of planet where they argued against like just they were like the militaristic one that wanted to expand to other planets, but other planets fought back. Just like other interplanet conflicts and stuff. Um, they were all kind of focused on their own thing, while this one uniter focused on just taking everyone out when the opportune moment arise during these conflicts or making shady deals and going back on their word and stuff like that. Yeah, I definitely like the, the implication of like, like I, I, one of the one of the most explored not explored the least explored but the the most loved parts of Star Wars is Knights of the Old Republic and that era uh, especially I mean amongst video game fans but uh, I, I think that it kind of brings forth another idea of you know how did the force it's like the we don't know the the entry point to the universe that is star wars mm -hmm. so i i like the idea that there could be like this different set of 
of people who live a different way and interpret the force a different way to be able to to have the do's and don'ts be totally separate from what we already know about Star Wars and kind of channel a, a I think that's that's what's so exciting about these these different eras that we get um, like that I mean we just got the High Republic era and it's it's tackling these lesser known eras of Star Wars unless these 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 different ideals that we know from what we already know from like the movies and the books mm-hmm. and all that so and, I think that's a speaking of the High Republic their Jedi thinking is also very different from what we know it today mm-hmm. it's more of like a a basic understanding of the force where they describe it I mean, obviously, it's a book, so they describe it more wordly, right. more poetically, where I never thought about the Force as a great sea where you just feel different things throughout the sea or some people hear it as music. Like, that's not really expressed in the newer Star Wars because they understand the Force a little bit better in those. And so, yeah, like, the, the, the Force can be understood in multiple different ways, whereas in High Republic, there is that one character that... Uh, experiments with the force and he's kind of like not liked by the jedi council because he does his own thing right but Mm -hmm. that's what the force is telling him to do and he believes that is what he's supposed to be doing you know as the force tells force users who are sensitive with the force so it's like we can just explain this away by saying like it's about balance right so whenever like something else happens like that where they took the force in a different direction balance just propped up and then another question i have is if they're using like what we traditionally call dark side powers, isn't there dark side healing that can be done, which can be interpreted as like good healing where then all of a sudden that side will be able to heal their own troops and stuff like that and be able to um, organize and fight differently. Yeah. And I mean, you said it at the beginning of the show, Alex, but like we only know the dark side of the forest as the dark side because that's what they called it in star wars and the dark side and the sith use that side of the force like maybe in this side of the galaxy the dark side of the force is the light side of the force because they use it in a different way and so they interpret it a different way whereas the dark side in this side uses it in a negative way so instead of being able to manipulate do the jedi mind trick they do like total brainwashing maybe like 13 Sentinels, like, complete mind wipes and putting a new person out. Like, that could be, like, the new way of the Jedi mind trick. You know what I mean? Where they take it to the next level. Where that's a light side of the Force trick. Yeah. But you could but take that could further. Change different, yeah, depending on nuances. Mm-hmm. And what I'm thinking is, um, for, is this, is this going to be a show? I would like this to be a three-part movie trilogy. Okay, uh, so. Is my plan. For, for that kind of thing. I would like it if they reveal the force differently. So like as it's playing and building up, like they're using the force, but it doesn't seem like to a traditional star Wars audience member that it's explicitly the force. Cause people know, you know, pull, push, choke, yeah. lightning, but they're using it in a different way. So that eventually once it comes to, they speak of it different where you're like, Oh no, this is the force. Okay. No, I get it now. In my head, in this movie, the only time you see the Force, not the only time, but the first time you see the Force is at the very end where he shoots lightning through his hands. That's the only time in this Mm. movie you see. Like, all the earlier stuff, it's all just political wartime 
in space type really? movie. Yeah, I don't, you don't think want the to force... see some stuff where like they focus lightning into a lightsaber or something. No, or I don't even cool think like that. The lightsaber you don't even see to the end either. I don't think. I don't think you see the lightsabers in this movie until you see the red. Like in your mind, you think Queen Himiko is going to be the or Himiku is going to be the Jedi until she takes out the red katana saber. Um, and at that point is the first time you see the saber because I also want it to look different. It's going to look like a katana, kind of like the dark saber, but thinner. So, um, not so this wide. is going to be like Gundam then, where there's going to be a whole lot of more political intrigue. Yes, yes. But I mean, okay. think about the first I, movie. You don't see the force used. The force really used until uh, they get to Mos Eisley. Yeah, with the Jedi mind trick. Right, right. Like you, mm-hmm. And then the lightsaber, you don't really see. You just see Luke go... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For like two swings here and there, but you don't really see it, you know. Well, and I like that. I mean, we've we've had. I mean, we had kind of had this talk a little bit earlier, but I I like the idea of tackling these traditional things that we know about Star Wars. Like we've seen lightsabers, we've seen all of this, but it's it's interesting to do it in such a way where, hey, this is like Rogue One is a great example of it, where like that is a war movie that just happens to be Star Wars. Like mm-hmm. I think that that's something that I've really uh in like kind of hoped that star wars would go to is just like let's just make star wars the platform let's make star wars the platform for a a story that uh that that these directors would want to tell um writers and directors would want to tell and i think like the i think that this is something that's desperately needed where it's like oh we know these certain things about star wars but what if we shake it up what if we don't really tell um, what's going on until the end. I think, honestly, so, again, uh, controversial as they may be, uh, the directors of Game of Thrones might be able to t- attack that That'd political cool. intrigue, or... I was thinking could, that, though. I, yeah. That, that was right on my mind as well. In conjunction, because, I mean, we all, we all know how, how uh, Game of Thrones ended, <laughs> but uh, in conjunction with political director himself, Andy Sorkin, who very much gets the political intrigue across, but then Benioff and Wise can kind of control, you know, like the action-y parts, the more more war part of it Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. necessarily. uh, Maybe that could be something that would be thrown about. I'm still thinking about directors. I'm like... I'm like, huh? I'm like that. That sounds really good, but I know there's. I know I'm missing something. You, I'm you missing need something like a, a, something to envision, like a style to envision of it. Yeah, uh-huh, I see a hundred percent. I who so one. I will say, what races are all these people in terms of like the Star Wars universe? Mm-hmm. Do we have you know like a a Chiss? Do we have a you know, Sabo looking character. I forget their their species, right, right. but um... I mean, I think uh, one idea I did have was, oh, I think this was an idea I had for the main character because we've had enough human Star Wars main characters. I think mm-hmm. um, this is just an idea I had where there's the Mon Calamari, right? Yeah. What if yep. instead we have a more uh, like a Splatoon Squid Kid type character where they're part octopus and they have Ooh. instead of having the Twi'lek uh, Lekus, yeah, they, have they have more of like a squid, a squid tentacle with like the little suctions, and that could be like kind of more like hair. And maybe in mm-hmm. this, it could be like more like Medusa hair, where it looks more like hair. Mm-hmm. But if you look closely, it's not hair; they're tentacles. You know what I mean? Kind of like a, I like that, like a Marlboro yeah. from Final Fantasy. I don't know what. Yeah, I exactly. <laughs> yeah, 
Um, but that was just an idea I had. Like, have, like, variations of aliens. Obviously, there is going to probably be a Yoda-like alien mm -hmm. or a Yoda alien in here as well. I mean, I think mm -hmm. there has to be. Um, and they're probably, like, a another shogunate somewhere else where they're more of, With like... sick beard. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Sick beard. That'd be really cool. Yo. And they're, like, maybe the Yoda planet state, they're, like, monks where they just... All they do is just meditate on the force and they're just like mm -hmm. that's all they do and they like accept people from all races and maybe in one of the movies you go there to like visit and then you bring the war there and yoda not yoda but this character yeah, shows yeah, yeah. off the yoda species yeah just um, so you just fuck I, with the airbenders basically exactly, yeah right exactly. kill them off i think we we sprinkle uh, if we're putting Yoda species in it all, we sprinkle it. I think that's a, it's like something that Star Wars does really interestingly and well. Is just like, hey, like if this is mysterious species, I I personally am like, let's not, because right. then it's like no ties to what we already know. Oh, he's the, uh, but yeah, at, the, yeah. at the same time, I think that we should have something that we already know. You know, like one thing that's uh, familiar. And I think the Yoda yeah. species is a good pull because we don't know anything. You know what I yeah. mean? And so just having one in Mandalorian, one in the Star Wars, yep. and one randomly way over here. Yes. Um, and that just is like, how did this guy get, how is this happening? You know what I mean? And I think that might be the only alien that is familiar to people, and then everyone else is mm -hmm. a different variation. Where, like, let's say evolution went a little bit differently with some of the aliens. Interesting. Um, Ooh, so I that like would just that. be the one call back to the original universe to give like the original fans like, oh, there it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's kind of like it could be like a Pokemon, uh, the Alolan region, you know, where the oh, Pokemon yeah. that are in different regions, you know, kind of grow and change differently according to the climate or the 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 circumstance of where they're at. So we could see like a Moncala or we could see a Gungan, but they're they're much different than what we know yeah. a Gungan to be. Maybe in this one the Gungans aren't underwater species, they're flying species. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe they're yeah. like part bird instead of part fish, you know? Something like different variations like that. That's exactly kind of what I was right. calling the low end versions or whatever. And this Yoda monk character with a sick beard, voiced by Morgan Freeman. <laughs> Hello there, everybody. <laughs> uh, I, well, I am here to teach you. You. <laughs> you have brought war to the planet that one about. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like he would probably only be, this Yoda part would only be in like the second movie. It wouldn't even be in the first. You won't see anything familiar in the first one. Um, you would have noticed I did not mention a king, but there is a mm -hmm. prince. The king, you don't find this out until the third movie or maybe the second movie, is actually the, the you probably find out in the second movie because when he walks in with the prince, the shogunate, and then the queen, the, the shogunate was actually the king who is thought to be dead, but really... He faked his death to escape to a far distant planet where he thought uh, the queen couldn't find him because he didn't like her side of the forest and decided to go somewhere else and learn it a different way. So that's going to be like the, obviously, the Darth Vader Luke moment um, is where you find out. And it's kind of like Luke and Obi-Wan where this time uh, Obi-Wan is yep. actually his dad. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or is he like also bringing rebels to back or is it just him 
Like, does so, he have a small army, like an insurrection no, kind of thing? I think he uses the first Planet State's forces as the start of the rebels, but instead of a rebel army trying to fight back, I think it's him trying to reunite all the clans and then fight back in the third movie. Like, I think it's going to be him trying to unite all the broken Ronin that are just wandering after the queen broke up their planets to band them all together to fight back. And then we'll have like a giant attack of the clones style fight where all of the Shonen or Shonen, all of the Ronin mm -hmm. slash Samurai slash Jedi, whatever you want to call them, fight against the royal forces and eventually storm the capital and do all that stuff. Okay. I do want to say at this point, uh, Dave Filoni has overseen all of Dave Filoni and John Favreau have overseen the entirety of Star Wars so much so that we're able to explore other parts of Star Wars <laughs> because if we're expanding on something that's totally different, I want them at the helm. Yeah, no, most <laughs> definitely. I, I think they would definitely be involved in some way. Uh, obviously, George Lucas would be there as well mm -hmm. um but yeah most definitely they would have like not just for um continue it continued con what's the Con word? continuity not continuity not just for that sake uh mm -hmm. but also to have the same feel to make it still feel like star wars it's very different but it still mm -hmm. has to be that same feeling and i think that's partially why i didn't want to veer too much where the story is completely different. I want all these parallels where there is a Palpatine, there is a Darth Vader son moment, there is um, a trainer, there is all this stuff, but twist it in a different way. And I think, you know, Clone mm -hmm. Wars, the cartoon and Rebels also do that a lot. I mean, the amount of times we have to hear, it's a trap, yeah, can we just right. drop it already? Like it's right. been years of just hearing it's a trap. I almost think we go further and kind of distance a little bit more from the traditional Star Wars uh, that we already know. Like, kind of maybe go and the king is, you know, kind of goes away because he is so disenfranchised with what is happening currently, like you said. And then also it, it kind of hides himself away kind of like uh luke does in octu mm -hmm. uh in return and not return of the jedi <laughs> the last jedi um but kind of locks himself in a way that almost like charges his potential in the force as it were in the universe so that he kind of understands the force in a way that nobody else can but also like has his own has his own way about it yeah you know, I like that. Maybe make him kind of like uh, just like that aloof kind of character where he doesn't even if he has he's the king, obviously, but he doesn't let mm -hmm. his responsibilities take hold of him. He's like, no, the force wants me to go over here. I have to listen to the force. And so maybe the queen right. just pretended that he died to like appease the people. But really, she's like, yep. no, he just fucking left. <laughs> like He's just yep. gone. Um, like he wasn't interested in the politics. Yeah. He was interested in more of, like, the anointing and maybe... Because, uh, you know, it kind of... It goes almost religious aspects of the Force. Like, following it through to that nth degree while the Queen is more hungry about the politics side and amassing power. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe he, like, he left the quote-unquote Force as it is in the universe. But by doing that, it's unlocked a new 
kind of idealism of what the force is like the force is not a active thing it's maybe to him the force is not an active thing that he that that, that you that you use the the force is something that's in the mind it's in the body it's in the spirit like it's 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 a part of you and it can kind of bring you knowledge it can bring you you know eternal peace mm-hmm. you know going along with the the more eastern uh, ideas of that, you like the 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 Buddhism, the, the 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 that sort that sort of idealism of like finding that inner peace, but also using it to not outsmart, but out spiritualize yeah. somebody. You yeah. know, just just be able to be ment- mentally fortified enough where they can't yes. like reach you or get to your level of inner peace yeah yep um i know we're going a little long this is a little bit longer of an episode but we're having fun so i do want to talk a little bit about the the jedi in particular i do want also the fighting the lightsaber fighting i do want to talk about as well um where i do want this to be very samurai-esque where the battles are very much one-on-one like the wars are fought Mm -hmm. honorably and then like maybe there will be a big battle like there is going to be a there's going to be a lot of big fights that are determined by one-on-one fights and it doesn't have to be lightsabers versus lightsaber it could be someone with a pike or someone with like i don't know an axe or something like it could be different mm-hmm. weapons like exactly yeah. and we've we've seen that in star wars before where like things have been not necessarily just lightsabers we've seen whips we've mm-hmm. seen the double-sided we've seen the the inquisitors inquisitors have the the kind of spinning helicopter blades you know they we've, <laughs> yeah. we've yeah. seen we've seen a decent amount of differences so i think that there can be open up especially with this being an entirely different side of the galaxy that we haven't seen before you know, it could open it up to be something more um, akin to what would be in that uh, area. Right. Um, another idea I had, I don't know why this came to me. I think it's just because I forgot this idea, is when Queen Himiku actually does reveal her lightsaber, how it does happen, is she brings her hilt up above her head and then slowly brings it down as the blade comes down into like a, mm-hmm. like a kendo stance. You know, yeah. Um, maybe maybe it comes out like white because it's like it's reeling from the sheath, mm. and then it and then it go when she goes behind, it's still white. But then when she comes back down into her kendo stance, it's red. That'd be cool. Like it's shit. It's still like it's still like basically lighting up as she goes up, and then yeah, yeah. Like it's more like an energy, like source coming out of the sea until you activate it and then that's when it yeah. fully kind of go like yeah maybe it's not going to be inge- like the normal lightsaber which slowly comes out it's more of like a flowy kind of snapping yep. to it and then when you imbue the force into it that's when it like you you like that that is your your force energy makes these stronger than mes- maybe necessarily the you know traditional lightsabers exactly. that we know yeah maybe it's just sharper like they're supposed to be katanas mm-hmm. and it's because the material maybe the oh this would be insane because th- mm-hmm. i mean this could be a different universe but maybe the entire blade is actually kyber crystals like the whole blade Ooh. is one kyber crystal that you have to like smith into this blade i know this is a lot of kyber crystal we're talking about this is a mm-hmm. big thing maybe it could even just be a small miniature version and then that mm-hmm. kind of like enlargens or whatever. 
but mm-hmm. that could be an idea. I don't know if that's a good idea because that's the kyber crystals are supposed to be pretty rare, but maybe in this yeah. side of the galaxy, it's... maybe it's not even. I mean, maybe it's not even kyber. Right. Maybe it's yeah, it maybe be it's because it, yeah. with it be with it being the entirely different side of the universe, it could be that they don't like the way they use the force and the way they found out about lightsabers is that imbuing the force gives gives it that's that's the lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Like they have a force. They're force sensitive in such a way where it's like they're able to like make the force go through the blade and become a lightsaber. Like physical or uh, uh, not physically, but yeah, I see what you mean. Like, they they make mm-hmm. the saber. It's not from mm-hmm. a source. It's from yeah. Like it almost reacts. Like maybe it's an ore that uh, reacts to the force, so it changes the very properties of it. Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe maybe that's like where like the prince like maybe doesn't feel as confident in himself and doesn't feel confidence in the entirety of the situation and then cannot use not only the is is locked away from the force and his lightsaber yeah because he's you know questioning his beliefs he's questioning where he's coming from yeah like the the lesson quote unquote that a lot Mm -hmm. of this would be about would be like probably like balance and inner self peace or probably the the themes that will probably focus around the most which is very apt Mm -hmm. for the 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 what it's based off of um and so yeah it it could definitely be he doesn't get to use a lightsaber until maybe there is like that time skip moment you see in the original where he did learn finally to meditate maybe that's where he meets yoda um and that he has to train like batman style like train and learn how to become peace with or learn how to get peace within yourself but in his own unique way because obviously that's what star wars is about Mm-hmm. Fantastic. I think, I think we're. I think we're good here. What do you, What do you all think? It'd be something I'd want to see, but it would be one of yeah. those things where when you ask somebody like, "Oh, how's the new Star Wars movie?" Uh, don't take the thing like it's Star Wars, but don't like sit there and think it's Star Wars. Yeah, you know, like you'd have to. You'd have to like tell them. This is much more of an inspiration of other things than it is star wars like again it it goes in line with like what i've kind of wanted from star wars is like man make let's make a you know like let's run the gamut let's let's make a seth rogan film Mm. in star wars let's make a samurai film in star wars let's make you know like this this max revo biopic in star wars <laughs> let's make pod racing let's have a a days of thunder for the love of god let's have a days of thunder style pod racing movie like, like just a competitive sports movie I, in the like a, <laughs> i would want nothing more <laughs> yeah i feel the same way that it would be like the start of a new generation of movies where you're like oh okay mm-hmm. like of course this can all happen on disney plus this makes sense right yeah. Like well, the- and we've already we've already seen like them try to tap into that Eastern uh, influence where it's that we have visions coming out here soon, mm-hmm. where it's anime directors take on Star Wars. Yeah, I'm very excited um, to see that. So that could be really interesting. Also, I have a little pitch, real quick, just a mini pitch within the pitch, yeah. and then you can just I'll leave you with it to think about. All right, initial D pod racing. Oh, oh hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would. Let's get it. I would want Speed Racer, pod racing Ooh, with like no, crazy courses and like colors. 
I that want some stoic, I like stoic racers looking out over hills, though. That's what I want. I want <laughs> yeah, <to> right, right. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I guess Disney? Yes. Yeah, Disney. Make this happen. Thanks for listening. If you have any suggestions or products you'd like to see talked about, feel free to write in at poundgames at gmail.com. If you enjoyed our show, take a second to give us a review. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Store, and more. And Nick... One more time, thank you so much for joining us. If you just want to give one last blurb about yourself, where they could find you, hit you up, maybe something uh, you want people to check out. Yeah, thank you for having me again. It's, this is always fun. To, always fun to hop on this and kind of get get the creative juices flowing. Um, you can find me everywhere at Shaka McPain. Um, most recently, I did a video on youtube.com slash mcfixer about Call of Duty a Zombies Outbreak, and it is so funny. I have put some of the most funny bits in there. I've also uh, helped him with TikTok a bit. You can go follow TikTok. I think it's, it's tiktok.com slash mcfixer. Just follow mcfixer on TikTok, and uh, you might find some of my content there. As well, as if you're looking for a freelance editor, you can email me at nblaineedits at gmail.com. That's nblaine, B-L-A-I-N. Fantastic. Well, catch you guys next Sunday with Alex's idea. Dog collars. I'm totally getting out of the universe. Sorry about that. Dog collars. (laughs) What are the dogs in this universe? Going to the dog universe. What if there is a dog pet companion in this universe? Instead of droids, they're all pets. Ooh. I like the potential for merchandise as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, there we go. There we go. That's, that's what the Star Wars is missing. Room. Merchandise. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then you can sell costumes for your pets. The Millennials will love it. That'd be we awesome. <laughs> the Millennials Falcon. <laughs> <laughs>